another week, another Talking Dirty. Ow. Now on Spotify. Whoa. Yeah, dude, that happened. Yeah, things are happening. We are now a proud podcast of Spotify platform. Yeah, go go follow us on there, Talking Dirty, presented by Dairy J Sports. Yeah, we signed a contract. Yeah. Yeah, pen and ink. <laughs> but all right, this week we got MLB, over the MLB, the Diamondbacks are being ultimate wingmans. Yeah. It's a really it's hilarious story, actually. Uh, the NHL, we are at the climactic season end, so we have some things breaking down. We'll break down the standings as well and what to anticipate with the playoffs on the horizon. Over the NBA, Russell Westbrook is absolutely shredding the competition. Too bad the Wizards still stink, but they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then uh, over in the NFL, all the Aaron Rodgers drama that broke as soon as we dropped the podcast. We're going to be breaking that down as well as the draft. And then over in pop culture, uh, Marvel dropped a little Look at Us trailer. Look at them. Look at what we're doing. A lot of cool footage out of that. Over in TV, the Bad Batch for Star Wars released today. Well, when you listened to this yesterday. And then uh, James of the Week, another one from DJ Khaled. Another one. But with that taken away, Ryan. Uh, koozies for sale. $7 a piece. DM us uh, for your koozie. Do it. It's a, it's a good koozie. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Before we get into it, Ryan, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm so tired. I don't even know. Yeah, just working. Yeah, yeah. From work to here, immediately. <laughs> My brain is dead. Yeah, it's a massive Red Bull, dude. You're gonna be wired. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's eight at night. I don't know if I should be drinking this. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> the other <laughs> night I did this because I was at my buddy's house watching the draft. And I was like, oh, I'm tired. So I, I drank a 16-ounce Red Bull, and I was up to 4 a.m. that night. But it never happens to me. But then I also forgot that I'm weaning off of caffeine little by little, so uh, my tolerance is lower. Damn. I'll be okay. Though. I'll be <clears> fine. <throat> How about you? How are you doing? Uh, I've been doing good, dude. Um, what's, what's going on? I, mean, I got a new place, new job. I've been a master photographer for Pokemon. I was going to say, you're obsessed with the baby game, and it's awesome. All right, dude. It's not I, a baby game. I'm, you can't see me, but I'm doing that meme where that black dude's like, ooh. All right, dude. All right, <laughs> let's get into it. Leading off with the MLB. Um, the Mets fire their hitting coach, Chili Davis, sweet name, Good after name. ranking 20th in the league in OP on-base uh, slugging percentage and hitting a league-low 18 homers. Yeah, the Mets have a great team, and they're struggling offensively. This, I feel like, is a solid move for right now. We'll yeah. see if they can bring anyone else in or promote within to make the offensive woes better. Mm-hmm. But it is tough parting with a guy whose name is Chili. Yeah. That's so a good. great name. Yeah. Um, but they have a great bullpen, though. That's still going well for them. Yeah. Like, they're still – they're only – the only reason they're, like, doing okay is because of their bullpen. Yeah, they're pitching So, great. if they figure out their hitting, they could be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, like, there's not like they're losing a lot of <coughs> games. They're still, like – better than a lot of teams it's just mm-hmm. they can't hit <laughs> and then um sunday night uh, max scherzer pitched a complete game in just two hours and 37 minutes after the game he rushed to the hospital because his wife had their third kid said he was on a mission 
<laughs> yeah, he he had a shutout until the ninth, so they kept him in. And like it said, two hours and thirty seven minutes. That's so quick for a baseball game. Yeah, he was just killing it. Um, he finally lit up a solo home run in the uh, top of the ninth, but they were. I mean, I think they were up three nothing. So that's yeah. all they let up. So they were able to end it right there. Nice, nice. So yeah, good for Max Scherzer for uh, congrats on the third kid. But I just think it's funny that he was. Everyone's like, dude, he was like he, he, he as soon as the game was over, he's booked it out of the stadium, mm-hmm. and like and he like he pitched like one of the fastest games ever. <laughs> like he definitely was on a mission. And then you got a breakdown on the Diamondbacks uh, being the ultimate wingman. Dude, this is the greatest song on Twitter in the last couple of years. <laughs> so there's a YouTuber, Buck Army. I don't really know who he is, but I know he's a YouTuber. He's verified. Basically tweeted. I'm not going to read every single tweet. I'm just going to give you the play-by-play of what happened in the story. Um, he basically tweeted at the Diamondbacks and said, Hey, my roommate's on a second date, and he brought her to the Diamondbacks game. Can I please get an update on how it's going? Something like that. Um, and then <laughs> the Diamondbacks Twitter account replied, you have a better chance of asking than tagged Bally Sports, which is like our AT&T sports and that. Mm. And then he said, uh, hey, uh, thank you. You're my hero to Diamondbacks. Like, hey, Bally Sports, we get an update. And then Diamondbacks and back said, wait, we're actually kind of interested now. So they start going back and forth, like, what's he wearing? Where is he <laughs> sitting? We can't find him. Oh, wait, now we do. But the, the tag, tweet that said we found him was the meme where it's, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> and then they part, Then they continued to like post updates where, like, oh, no, they're getting up. We losing, we're losing eyes on the subjects. Um, the body they're language required. looks good. They look <laughs> comfortable with each other. Like, giving updates like that, um, yeah, it was just so funny. That they're just, it was basically updating all of Twitter. Yeah. Valley Sports came, started turning back in, and, like, <laughs> one of the updates, too. The world's watching your second day. Yeah. <laughs> they finally put them on the Jumbotron and sent a tweet out, a picture of them on the Jumbotron, like, giving, like, a thumbs up or something. It was so funny. It was, like, sometimes Twitter's very toxic, and uh, very da- people were very down on each other on the app, but yeah. I'm glad to see a funny <laughs> thing like, like this. Yeah. yeah. Funny moments like this get, that everyone gets involved with is great. Um, and then, uh, injuries that have occurred over the past week, White Sox outfielder Luis Roberts is out three to four months with a hip flexor tear. Yeah, there's a lot, uh, we're going to get through a lot of injuries real quick. That There's a lot of injuries in MLB right now. It's kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angels third baseman, Anthony Rendor, left the game after fouling a ball off his knee. I hate, this happened with Christian Yelich a couple years ago. It's so disgusting to watch. Damn. I can't, I don't, there's no update on that injury. Yeah. Um, because it just imagine. happened. But I'm sure it's his kneecap's probably broken. Yikes. Then uh, the Blue Jays uh, catcher Alejandro Kirk is out six weeks with a hip flexor strain. Uh, the Blue Jays are also in and out of having George Springer. Like he had a minor injury, we missed a game, mm-hmm. and then another game they pinched it from in the fifth just because they were trying to like they're winning by a lot. They don't want them to mess up anything. I forget what his injury is. Something small, but the Blue Jays injuries was are kind of piling up here. Yikes. And then uh, Dodgers pitcher Dustin May is out for the season and expected to undergo Tommy John surgery. That's rough. Uh, Dustin May is a great pitcher for them. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's not like they don't have any pitcher. They still have yeah, they got like they still got guys on rotation. Uh, Kershaw, <laughs> they still got Bauer. And they got uh, the guys they can bring up. Yeah, exactly. So Dustin May, it's rough for the Dodgers to miss a piece like that. But I don't think it should be too detrimental to the success yeah. of the team. Yeah, they'll be all right. Uh, the Cubs center fielder Ian Happ. Was carted off the field in Sunday's game after collusion with a collision with the t- uh, second baseman Nico Horner. It was a head injury. Yeah, that was also that was a scary play to watch. If it wasn't for the injury, it'd be a really kind of funny top, not so top tens. Mm-hmm. But I think if he still caught the ball, it was the uh, Nico Horner, basically the second baseman, 
went for a fly ball out, and he was coming in full speed, and they both ran into each other. Horner's fine because he basically took – his legs basically got taken out by Ian Happ's face. Oh. And Horner was able to catch the ball still and got the out, but Happ was on the ground for a while. He tried to get up and walk off the field by himself, and he couldn't. Um, there's no updates, but – uh, the Cubs coach, I forget who that is now, was talking to him after the game. Like he was like alert and talking. So okay. That's good. I can see a concussion coming, but I don't know how serious it is. Um, and then Christian Yelich is back on the IL with back issues after only playing one game. So it looks like his serious is, or his injury is something a little more serious than he, he's always had back problems. Um, it's something he's ongoing tr- struggling with. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Brewers are still number one in the division, our division, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be nice to have – Not that it matters for the Pirates. Yeah. Hey, there's we're last in our division, but we have better records than the other two last people in their division. So. <laughs> don't, don't count us out yet. Don't do that. Don't give me hope. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for baseball, though. All right. Let's take it over to NHL then. So, Malkin is back after a 23-game t- uh, absence. We lost last night. Yeah, we don't want to talk about um, it. He didn't really do anything, I yeah. don't think. I don't think look. any of the Pens did anything. But it's good that he's back. Right now, we're beating the Flyers 1-0. Good. And I don't know if Malkin is playing. Yes, he is. He doesn't have – the goal was by Pedersen, so he didn't get the assist on that. But let's check last night real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I should have this pulled up ahead of time. But like I said, it's left work. Oh, so he had an assist last night. All right. No, wait. Yeah, he didn't assist last night, but he was a minus three. Yikes. Plus or minus, so he was on the S for a lot of those goals. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury ties Robert Longo as the all-time wins list Saturday versus the Coyotes with 489. Uh, he has a chance to pass him on Monday. Let's check. I don't know if he did or not. They lost, so he did not. Damn, damn. But and right. he didn't start anyway, so. So, yeah, he's about to be, he's about to pass Longo. More, more Good for story. him. Good for him. Uh, where is is there like a number for where the Wongo's at? Yeah, they're both at four eighty nine. They're tied. No, I mean like uh, ranking. Like one, oh, two, I think four. um, I think he's third. This would be top three. Wow, I nice. think nice. I don't. I mean, I'll look that up. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Uh, the Kraken have made their final payment and are now officially the thirty second team in the NHL. They're free to sign or. Yeah, they're free to sign free agents and make trades. Uh, it is third. So nice, he nice. will take full position of third with one more win. Still behind Martin Brodor and Patrick. It's, I know it's not Roy, but what is it? Roy. Yeah, no, but it's something else. Roe? I don't know. It's like some Ro- weird French thing. Sorry for our hockey fans who come to us for your hockey news. <laughs> I, I, I know it's not that, but I know who he is. He's going for the Avalanche. Okay. Uh, Yager, at age 49, is not ready to retire from professional hockey after this season, which would be his 33rd season. This is his 33rd season. This is his 33rd season. And plans to play into his 50s. Currently plays for the uh, Czech team he owns, the Clando Knights. In 19 games, he had 12 points. That's not bad. Yeah, and you're guaranteeing, if you want to play, you can keep playing because you own the team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yammer Yager, dude. It's wild. I... I know he wasn't in the NHL anymore, and I knew he played professionally overseas after he left the NFL, NHL a couple years ago, but I still didn't know he was still playing. Yeah. Like, he's, dude, he's on our Penn's 
Cups team ninety one ninety two. Like a pretty decent level too. I mean, twelve points in nineteen games. That's not bad. It's pretty good. I mean, bad. you're in like the what is it, the Czech league? Yeah, <laughs> but still, that's not bad for being forty nine <laughs> years old. He's gonna be fifty next year, and he still wants to play. That's crazy. That is crazy, dude. He's been like I said, he was on the Cup back to back teams in the nineties yeah. for the Pens. Especially yeah. a sport like hockey, where your body's just getting warmed down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You would think he'd be done, done, but nope. Um, Tom Wilson is a scumbag. He got a 10-minute misconduct. Panarin will miss the last three games after the incident. So, did you see any of this? I think I sent it to you on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a classic scumbag move by Wilson. Uh, I, everyone in the fucking league hates Wilson. Like, mm. every, if you go on Twitter right afterwards, it's fucked. So basically, I forget the one player on the ground for the Rangers. Uh, he basically used a stick to get them in a headlock. It's like punching them. And then another guy helped get him off of him. Jesus. And then then he started going after the guy trying to get him off of this guy. Then Panarin came in and basically gave him a shove. And then he took, he basically started punching Panarin, took his helmet off, and then slammed him to the ground. <laughs> basically looking like he's intended to like hit him in the head, get his head off the ice. Uh, Sounds got, like he's like Happy Gilmore, but hockey player. Happy yeah, dude. Yeah, but yeah, before he <laughs> went to golf. Uh, no, but he... Uh, yeah, no, he's a scumbag. He's a Vontaze Burfick of the NHL, and he should not be in the league anymore. And then uh, with it being the end of the season, you got the standings update? Yes, most teams are nearing the end. I know after tonight's game against the Flyers, by the way, it's a Tuesday recording early, um, we will only have two more games left. There's only 56-game season. Uh, a lot of the playoff picture is uh, basically like coming to form here. Uh, let's go through division by division and say who clinched and who still has a shot to get in. Um, the Hurricanes, for the Central Divisions, Hurricanes at the top right now, Panthers number two, Lightning number three. It looks like the Hurricanes will win the number one seed, and the Lightning may pass the Panthers to be the number two seed because the Panthers has more games played, but that should be checking out uh, soon here. Um, and then the Preds and the Stars are the only other two teams that can get to the last spot. The Preds have a four-game, four-point um, lead on the Stars. Uh, the Stars have one last game, so that can still happen. So that's nothing's like for sure there. Mm-hmm. Um, move over to the Canadian division. Only two teams have clinched so far. Um, there's kind of a, a race at the bottom. There's still 12 points on the board for the Flames. Um, but right now, the Maple Leafs and the Oilers are only two to clinch, and it looks like the Maple Leafs will pro- most likely get the number one seed. Um, the Jets and Canadians are at three and four right now, but like I said, the Flames are ten points behind with the least amount of games played, so there's still a chance okay. for them to catch up on points. It's, but most likely going to be Canadians, Jets, Oilers, and Leafs. From the West Coast Division, uh, three of the four teams have clinched. It's the Knights, Avalanche, and Wild. Uh, and there's a huge drop-off. It's only goes 74, 72, 70. Then it drops down to 55. So the fourth spot right now is Blues with 55 points. And the Coyotes have 50. Um, there's still a chance for them to get it. And then finally, the last divisions, our division, the East Division, all four teams have clinched mm. the playoff spot. So the Rangers, Flyers, Devils, and Sabres are all eliminated. Uh, but there can still be some movement with the seeding. Um, okay. it's right now it's Capitals one, us two, Bruins three, Islanders four. We have one more game played than the Caps, but we have the same amount of points. So right. the Caps can lose some, drop some games here, uh, and we can win tonight against the Flyers. And we have the Sabres at home for our last two games. That should be easy dubs, knock mm-hmm. on wood. So we'll see. We might, we on, there's a likely chance we might get the number one seed. Nice. That'd be huge. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's take it over to NFL. <music> 
All right, and let's get started on some NFL. Leading off, so of course, after we recorded on Wednesday last week, Aaron Rodgers decided to drop huge news before the uh, draft on Thursday night. Came out and said, uh, well, I don't know if it was him or his agent, but essentially said that he's disgruntled and uh, wants to demand a trade. Um, yeah. It came out later in the week that he was considered retiring if he does not get moved. And then I think it came out like over the weekend that his main issues are with the GM, who I can't remember his name mm-hmm. off the top of my head. But uh, if they were going to fire the GM, then he would stay. And then uh, he also, during the week, dropped the list of teams he wanted to go to. Uh, Brian Guten. Brian Guten. No, Goot Kunst. I don't know how to say that. Goot Kunst. Yeah, I have no idea how to say that. Um, yeah, so he had issues with the GM, and he, he wants to trade to the 49ers, which is probably not going to happen considering their draft in the uh, that night. Then the Broncos and the Raiders were the other two. Um, he also came out, I think today, or his agent came out and said that he wants the opportunity to play Patrick Mahomes. And like put him in his place, essentially. <laughs> that's great, actually. Yeah, like he like so that's why Denver and the Raiders are there. I'm just gonna say this: if he did go to the Broncos or the Raiders, the AFC West would be the most stacked division in the NFL. Absolutely, it would be insane, especially Denver, because like the Raiders are already like kind of good. Like they're they're they, Peter. They, yeah, they can win. They can win games. They can win yeah. games and upset some people they shouldn't. And it's mainly because I, I I don't know if people. People salt on Gruden, but that's mainly because of him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the reason that they're competitive with kind of like a teetering team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, what you, so what are your thoughts on this? Do you think, A, do you think he's leaving or staying? And, B, which do you see the likely destination if he does leave? Um, so I kind of want him to leave. Yeah. I know a lot of the teams on his destination lists are AFC, which won't be good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'd be kind of a cool change of pace there. Uh, I don't know if he'll necessarily leave because the Packers don't want to trade him. So I feel like they could be like, "Get out of here, dude," yeah. and keep him. Um, <clears throat> I think out of the th- of three 49ers, Raiders, and Broncos, Broncos is the most likely because of their quarterback situation right now. <laughs> um, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would love to have Aaron Rodgers, but I think you the, the Broncos could make a better deal for him. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But I also saw them debating on ESPN today, what if the Dolphins and Saints make a push for him? And I think the Saints would be the most interesting Man, location for him to go to. Yeah, uh, Marcus Spears basically make a betray package where they included Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and like three first-round picks. Ugh. And then uh, <clears throat> Orvlosky made a good point, too. The Dolphins have those four first-round picks they got from the trading in the draft area. Mm-hmm. They can just get rid of those four picks. Wow. That they just got in those from trading. They give them Tua. And give and Tua. Yeah, that's a package. It was the four picks they just got, and then Tua for Aaron Rodgers. And then they had to plug in, and they're ready to go right now. That's like a Super Bowl team right there. Right there, automatically. Damn. So, I know those are on his list, but if those two were making serious offers, I think they could have serious assets to give Green Bay. Gotcha. If Green Bay decides to move on from Aaron Rodgers, which they don't seem like they want to, um... They, they contributed options. So here's my thoughts on what you just said. Number one, I feel like he's trying to move closer to Cali. Yeah. Because they're recording Jeopardy over there. 
Yeah, sure. So like maybe he gets that job and like you know he's closer to there, so like it's not like a pain in the ass flying for fucking Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it, he wouldn't go to Miami or maybe yeah. Nola because uh, it'd be still kind of far away, if not further. I think. Yeah, on the flight. Um, also, side note too, the Bears kind of had a field day starting with this this past um, week. Yeah, the Bears. This is huge for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're just on cloud nine. And then, um, oh, what was the other one? Um, oh, whatever. But I, I think, in general, he's going to stay. I just remembered the reasonings, too, Orlovsky and Spears said, too, for Aaron Rodgers to go to Miami or Saints from his perspective. Yeah. And when you're saying, like, the closer to Jeopardy thing, I was, like, thinking, oh, yeah, what was the reasons? Uh, Orlovsky said that Aaron Rodgers just bought a yacht, so it would be perfect to place it in Miami. Okay, dude. And Marcus Spears had a good one. He said he's going to want to, like, prove himself he's better than Drew Brees, like, career-wise. And if he can go to the Saints and win a Super Bowl, just, like, and match Drew Brees' Super Bowl count in New Orleans on top of having another one, that'd put him ahead of Drew Brees for sure. I mean, but it also, That'd be, like, a petty move. But, but yeah. he could get above Drew Brees just by going anywhere and winning it. Yeah. And then someone else, I heard someone else bring up that his wife, Shailene Woodley, I think she's lives in Colorado when she's not in L.A. for work oh uh, yeah so denver would make sense there <laughs> and the jeopardy thing like i get the jeopardy thing but want to be in cali but they record a lot of those episodes like one day that's yeah I guess. so you can get away with just flying in on an off week and recording a shit ton um, and going back <clears throat> i remember the other thing i was gonna say though um, mm-hmm. so wait no i lost it god damn it i had it in my head i gotta look at these teams again we're we talking about that De- oh denver yeah so, if you went to Denver, dude, how fucking fortunate it is for Denver that they can just be like, all right, we're going to suck for like five years, and then we're just going to sign some guy who's like trying to prove himself, who's a great quarterback. Like and Peyton? Yeah, like they got Peyton. They did the same thing with Elway, too, didn't they? No, they had Elway. Oh, they did? Yeah. I feel like they got some, either way. Elway was drafted by them. He never, uh, I don't yeah. think he went anywhere else. Dude, but like, <laughs> just to get Peyton and then wait five years and you get Aaron Rodgers. That's just great. repeat that process at that point. That's great. Um, All you gotta do is build up a defense. You're fine. But yeah, I think he's gonna stay mainly because like the way it kind of broke throughout the week. It started with like I want to trade. Here are my teams. Give it, give it to me. Yeah. And then later he's like, Well, my main issues are with the GM. I guess if you guys fired him, I'd stay. I feel <laughs> like he has issues with Matt Lafleur too, and he's just yeah. not saying it yet. And also like they the we'll get to it later, but like the Packers didn't even draft a quarterback. They did so, last year. Yeah, but like, is Jordan Love really ready though? Like the first round quarterback. That seems like that's your guy. That's another that's, that's reason that he's disgruntled. That was a stretch first round quarterback. Well, that's I feel what, like he wouldn't have gone first round if it wasn't for the fact the Packers drafted him. I mean, I I honestly think Jordan Love might be good, but that's one of the reasons he has an issue with the GM is he didn't consult him about doing that. And mm-hmm. He did, so that's like what, where all this started. Yeah, he's been begging them to move up in the draft to get somebody good for years now, and they finally moved up in that draft to get Jordan Love, the quarterback, to replace him. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I don't think he's leaving. And that's another thing where I think the Packers <clears throat> should trade him. They're so confident in Drew and Love, I think they, they trade him. Get rid of the toxicity. Well, no, you get rid of Aaron Rodgers and get a shit ton of, like, assets back and build around the new guy. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if you don't – if he doesn't want to be there, get rid of him. Yeah, and, you, and yeah. he's coming off an MVP season. You can get – like multiple first round picks plus a couple players for mm-hmm. him. So you already can just plug in this quarterback, whether he's ready or not, like you're saying. If you put everyone around him, who cares? Yeah. 
Yeah. He might suck I for mean, a year, then you use those first-round picks to get build up a line around him and some more players. I mean, he still has, what's his face, Jones and uh, Devontae Adams. Do you think? It's not like he's going in the blind to nobody. This would be like where we'd figure out, too. Is it Adams? Is Adams this good, or was it Rodgers that made him that good? I think a mixture of both. Yeah. I think I Adams mean, will be fine in another I don't think he's top three, though, without Rodgers. No, absolutely not. Rodgers, it helps that Rodgers is starting it to him, but at the same time, he's still a easy wide receiver. But I give mad respect if he, like, pulled a Hopkins and, like, just balled out with nobody. You know? Yeah. It'd be mad, mad respect. Mad respect for that. Um, but, yeah, anyways, moving on to other headlines throughout the week. Um, the Jaguars also, uh, at the end, like, before the draft, have apparently discussed adding Tim Tebow as tight end. So apparently he's been uh, reaching out to Urban Meyer, I'm assuming, because he was former coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's, yeah, he's trying to come in and be a tight end now, dude. Do you think they're going to – do you think they end up signing him? I was talking to someone about this recently, and they said they think they will. And I think Urban Meyer has like a favor that Tim Tebow will and then cut him after preseason. <laughs> I, I don't even think he gets that far. Because it'll just be a media circus. Yeah. But, same time, I think he he's tight end, right? He's going to be tight end. Yeah. I mean, he's a big build. He's just old, though, too. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't see it. But, I mean, also at the same time. So, I mean, I don't see him making this roster. Is Jason Witten's in the NFL? Is he still? I think he is. Yeah. Or he was in last year. So, like, I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, not that different. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, do you think he'd be productive if he got signed? No. That's why I think if they sign him, he'll probably do training camp in preseason and then not make the roster (laughs) and maybe be offered a practice squad because, Mm -hmm. and I think all this because Urban Meyer is his boy. Yeah. I don't think he's going to make the actual 52-man roster at the end of preseason. Um, And then the Steelers signed their quarterback, Mason Rudolph, to a one-year $5 million extension. Yay? No. Oh, um, I saw that headline. I saw his fucking mugshot on the Steelers Instagram page, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> uh, I have something about Steeler quarterback, but a future one maybe, uh, possibly. I don't know if I should save it for the draft right now because we're doing draft recaps. I kind of say it now. Say it now. So I saw uh, an early next year mock draft prediction. Okay. That we might go get Phil Dracovic from Boston College, who's a grip PR. He's a kid who plays for Boston College. I don't know if you watched any pick games this year. That'd be interesting. He beat us, and he almost beat Clemson as from Boston College. He got, he went to – he had a full scholarship to Notre Dame. He's not like Brian Kelly, and he's transferred. I, I'd like that. He's big. But he's like Big Ben's built, and he has a cannon for an arm. Let's see how – let's see how, you know, this year goes. Though. Yeah, so we'll – that's what I mean. Like, we'll – I think they had us picking like 16, so that's like mm. means we have a shitty year, which I don't see happening. Bastards. But at the same time, maybe he won't be the high of a thing. We, we can just get him. We schedule, and to be completely unbiased, we have absolutely no line, and our defense had lost some key pieces. So it could be could be a tough year. Like, I could see... I like... We're going to get into the draft. I like the draft, the line when we drafted. Yeah. So right, we'll, we'll see. <clears throat> the Ravens also claim their fifth-year option on Lamar Jackson, so obviously he'll be staying put. Yeah. Um... I just, I, was, I just noted it because it was like last week that they asked uh, Harbaugh about it, and he was like, oh, we're definitely doing it. Guaranteed. Yeah, and they officially And did. then like two days later, they're like, yep, here it is. Speaking of the Ravens real quick, mm-hmm. they officially signed Villanueva, two-year, yeah, 14 I, mil. I thought they did that weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've kind of just been telling everybody, yeah, yeah, Villanueva's there now, which it was going to happen. Well, was, everyone knew. They basically knew. 
It's it, finally confirmed now, though. It's finally in ink. Yeah. Two year, 14 mil, 7 million hit on the cap. Two years, that's great. And then the uh, Chiefs signed form, former 49ers running back Jarek McKinnon. Oh, who did? The Chiefs did. Damn. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, now it's like, dude, they have so many, they have so many running backs. It's ridiculous. Um, Nagy, Matt Nagy, the Bears quarterback, he doesn't give a confirmation on uh, field starting yet. So we'll get to like the draft and like what breaks down. But uh, they haven't given a confirmation on the starting quarterback situation. I, I that, That's smart. Mm-hmm. Then a, a group of 49ers called Kyle Shanahan on Sunday to uh, tell him that they're alive. Because his, <laughs> his quote for the draft is a group. I, I assume it was led by George Kittle. Yeah. But, yeah, they just I, I'm out. pretty sure George Kittle did. I, I heard yeah. George Kittle did that. <laughs> I, I know who else did, but I heard George Kittle did mm-hmm. that. Um, and then also uh, the tight end Hayden Hurst's fifth-year option was declined by Atlanta, obviously because of the events of the draft. Um, what else we got here? And the Washington football team apparently considered trading up for a quarterback in the draft, but did not because they didn't want to sacrifice too much of their young talent they had on defense. That's smart from where they're at right now. And I agree. They they will be with that how strong that defense is, mm-hmm. they'll be okay with if they whether they go Heineke or Fitz. Yeah, and it's like you had Alex Smith for a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Heineke came in he looked damn good and you know, I think they can do better with Heineke, honestly, than yeah. what they did last year. Um, apparently Amazon Prime is going to be the exclusive home for Thursday Night Football in 2022. Nice, I have it, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of sucks because, like, they announced that Hulu got NFL Network. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, well, now the NFL Network's pointless. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Uh, what else, what else kind of sucks with it is you can't really go to a bar and watch Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. That does suck. I didn't think about that. <laughs> And then uh, the Patriots may decline Sony Michelle's fifth-year option. They haven't confirmed or denied it yet, but it's looking like it could be a possibility. So it'd be interesting to see him on the uh, waiver wire, though. Yeah, yeah, that 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 he's not bad. So mm-hmm. I think he'd be a solid pickup. For yeah, he'd be game. a decent pickup for a team with no running depth. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, let's get to the draft breakdown. Um. So pretty much, I'm thinking. We just go through some winners and losers that uh, some experts have dis- have deemed as okay. such. Um, yeah, I don't know most teams' picks besides the first round pick, so mm-hmm. uh, that'll be good for. Or do you want to you want to go over like crazy shit that happened? Want to do that first? Yeah, let's do that first. All right. Well, we since we talk about Justin Fields a little bit, mm-hmm. um, the Bears trade up to Justin Fields is huge. Yeah, it's huge. I'll go to their page too. We'll go through their draft. So they had Justin Fields where they traded up for in the first round. In the second round, they got Tevin Jenkins, uh, the tackle from Oklahoma State. In the fifth round, they got Larry Borum, the tackle from Missouri, so another lineman. In the sixth round, they got Khalil Herbert, the running back from Virginia Tech. In the sixth round as well, they had two picks in the sixth. They got wide receiver Daz Newsom from North Carolina and cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. from Oregon. Then the last round of the draft, they got... uh, they got a defensive inside defensive man, uh, Kyrus Tonga from BYU. What was their grade? Uh, their grade was an A plus. I agree. I do agree. I mean, to go out and trade up to get Justin Fields, it's a big statement move. He honestly, he could have gone top ten. Absolutely, he could have gone top five, and they got him at eleven. So yeah, good move there. It's an amazing move. Um, and then in the next two rounds or the next two picks there, after to go for offensive linemen, I think that's a great move for them. Huge because they, they have just good gain, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they had, like, a good lineman or two. Yeah. But, like, the rest of the line was trash. Uh, Mitch Kaminsky so, was running for his life every two seconds. Yeah, so to, like, go in and get two linemen, that shows, you know, they're trying mm-hmm. to make sure that Justin Fields at least has some protection. I agree. Um, and then to go out and get the running back and the wide receiver for addition to the offense, good for him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with the A-plus ranking. Uh, now, do you think well, – we were talking about this a little bit before, so we can discuss it here. Mm-hmm. Do you think Justin Fields is going to be a starter? Um, it'll probably be similar to Tua, where he, like, doesn't start at first, but then starts by, like, week four or five. I think that'd be the best move. Um, unless Andy Dalton is just completely horrible in preseason and practice. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, like, something where it's like, yeah, we gotta go fields here. Yeah, I think Aaron, Andy Dalton will be week one starter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be week 18 or whatever they have now yeah. starter, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Dalton, though, in a way, just because, you know, whenever he went to the, the Bears earlier in the off season. They were like, oh, yeah, you're going to be our quarterback. The one, they even posted that, like, Twitter thing, too. Yeah. Which is kind of a running gag at this point for the Bears. But they posted, like, a picture of Dalton, QB1. Yeah. And it's like, now it's like, come on. <laughs> but I'd be kind of upset if I was Dalton. I mean, you're getting the money still, but it's like, what he probably wanted was the play time to try and, you know, make a name for himself. Which he still could, if because he, he's going to be get week one yeah. starter, probably. And that's a lot better than being week one back up to Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the 49ers, we can talk about them because they, they picked their, everyone thought they had Mac Jones coming mm-hmm. and, uh, they surprised everyone by taking Trey Lance third. And I heard that, uh, none of the coaches knew about that. Really? I heard none of the coaches or personnel knew That's crazy. that they're going to Trey Lance and they just went That Trey just Lance. seems like it's a disaster waiting to happen then. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, the grade that the professionals gave them was a B. Um, so they went round one, obviously, with Trey Lance from North Dakota State, the quarterback. Round two, they went with the guard Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. Round three, they went with running back Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Uh, round three as well, they had another pick. They went for cornerback Ambry Thomas from Michigan. Uh, in the fifth round, they went for a tackle, uh, Jalen Moore from Western Michigan. They also had two more picks in the fifth with uh, cornerback Diamamador Lenore. From Oregon. Dominor Menor. It's, it's like Dumbledore, but with like M's. Um, and then in the fifth round as well, they went for safety. Talanoa Huffinga from USC. The sixth round, they went for Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana, the running back. Yeah, so I it, this draft all depends on if Trey Lance actually works out or not. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know about them going for a running back in the third round. I mean, they lost McKinnon, but I feel like they still have fine running backs. They don't need to add too much depth there. Yeah, uh, the only the only issue would be like the health of the running backs they, they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. getting some depth would be pretty good, I think, personally. Getting the cornerback uh, and some guards earlier in the draft, I think, is a good move, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a beast fair. And, and, but it is like a B plus or minus depending on Trey Lance. And they're already a good team. They just need Trey Lance to play good. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't trade Jimmy G before the season starts, he might, he'll, he'll probably say no to Danny Dalton. He's week one starter. But they mm-hmm. might eventually pass a torch to Trey Lance. Yeah. So we'll see how that's going. Well, they said they're probably not going to move Jimmy Garoppolo unless it's an enticing offer. I heard Jimmy like Garoppolo. Something overly like we're winning this battle. I know? heard Jimmy G actually uh, texted Trey Lance immediately. And like was like, hey, congrats! Can't wait to get to work. So it's, it's standard. Seems, yeah, that's, that's one of those things. I feel like if I was a quarterback in that situation, I'd be like, fuck, like I gotta look like a good guy here. Yeah, I gotta text him so like somebody in the media is like, oh, hey, look, Jimmy G's a good guy. How many how many years does he have on his contract? Um, it can't be that much, right? 
He's been there for what, like two years? Because maybe I imagine they signed him to at most like a three-year, four-year deal. Mm-hmm. He's an unrestricted free agent, twenty twenty-three. So two more years. years. Yeah, two more years. That that sounds about right. I, I maybe he's <coughs> maybe he had a conversation with Shanahan where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we're in. Lo- if you're gonna be quarterback one, if you get hurt, we'll put Trey Lance in. If he kills, we're gonna stay with him. If not, then we'll move you the next year. Or if not, though, just hang in there another year, and then we'll move you. So maybe that's why he's all like <clears throat> okay with it, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else from the draft? Uh, um, the Bengals. Yeah. So the uh, Bengals, they, you know, we kind of said it was a bad move, but we expected it anyways. They went out in the first round and they got uh, court, uh, wide receiver uh, Jamar Chase from uh, LSU. LSU, which makes sense. We were talking about last week because Burrow was the quarterback for him and it's the chemistry, mm-hmm. but what's it going to fucking matter when Burrow's getting hit before he can even get rid of the ball? Exactly. That was where my – that I was kind of questioning that move a little bit because Suell mm-hmm. was still there. I think Suell ended up going to the Chargers, which is huge for the Chargers. No, it's the Lions. Oh, the Lions? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. The Chargers got – I think they got from USC. The guard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got a good lineman. Mm-hmm. Suell went to the Lions. His career's <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, going to the Lions, though, it's like, he's going to be a state. He'll be like Nick Mangold yeah. for the Jets. Or Joe Thomas for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, great lineman, but it's like... Hall of Fame. Joe Thomas, yeah. Hall of Famer. But it's like uh, how many times Pro Bowler never did anything because the rest of the team sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the draft for the Bengals, as you said, Jamar Chase in the first round. Second round, they went for a tackle, uh, Jackson Carmen from Clemson. In the third round, they went for the edge rusher, uh, Joseph Asai from Texas. In the fourth round, they had three picks. They went for edge, Cameron Sample from Tulane, uh, interior defenseman Tyler Shelvin from LSU, and Teontae Smith, the tackle from East Carolina. Then in the fifth, they went for kicker, Evan McPherson from Florida. In the sixth, they had two picks. Uh, they went for center, Trey Hill from Georgia, and running back Chris Evans, wow, mm-hmm. Captain America, from Michigan. Then round seven, they went for the edge rusher Wyatt Hubbard from Kansas State. Well, they're great. Uh, their grade overall was a B. Yeah, I would probably. I mean, they got a lot of defense, which is something they needed. And the that, kicker is weird. And that tack, that that tackle they got from Clemson is not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just I I'd say B minus just because I really think they should have went for uh, Sewell. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, we don't know if Sewell's going to actually pan out. If he doesn't. It could turn into a B plus. I saw a funny graphic where it's like, uh, like it was like Jamar Chase, yeah, uh, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, like they're all like flexing, like doing like a thing, mm-hmm. and then it shows like Burrow in the middle, like pointing, and he's covered in dirt because he's constantly <laughs> being sacked. I uh, I do think Jamar Chase is going to be good though. I think it's. I think. I so, think he's a fantasy target for sure. What, what I'm saying, what I was saying, I think before to you is I. Think Burrow Chase is gonna be great together. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact, like, yeah, he's gonna get pressured all the time. Yeah, so they'll they, flash in the pan. They'll be yeah. on the Sports Center top ten quite a few times. I'm thinking. Yeah, I agree. but it's just gonna. They're not gonna be able to win games because of it. Yeah, not yet. Um, anything else? I mean, do we want to just cover the Steelers or? Yeah, let's go to the Steelers. Um, I don't really <clears throat> remember anything else crazy. <clears throat> uh, there's a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of storylines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones going to the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots um, uh, traded up. I think... Or no, they just fell. They're 15. He's oh, the Cowboys traded down. 
Yeah, and that fucked. Oh, that's a good thing. The storyline. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys yeah. traded down to the Eagles, and the Eagles jumped the Giants and took Demar. Ch- oh, what was his name? Wait, so uh, the, uh, the Eagles? Yeah, Devontae Smith. Devontae, uh, the Eagles mm-hmm. jumped ahead of the Giants by trading with the Cowboys to get Devontae Smith, which the Giants were definitely going to take the next round. Yeah. So that was some, like a good move by the Eagles, I think. Yeah, we got some Philly fan listeners, so uh, we'll break that down too. Um, I think overall for that move, uh, a 10, mm-hmm. yeah, good move. I think it's a great move. I, I root, Especially because your division for, rival is going to get them, if not. Yeah, I'm rooting for... Devontae Smith as a player, I just don't think he's going to pan out because of his – he could break like a twig. I think he's just going to be injured all the time. Yeah. You know? But I think the talent's there. I just don't think he's going to, like, be lasting. His durability is, like, a big question for me. I can see that. <clears throat> but they went in the first round for Devontae Smith, obviously, the wide receiver from Alabama. In the second round, the Eagles went for interior offensive lineman Landon Dickerson from Alabama. In the third, they went for interior defensive Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. In the fourth, they went for cornerback Zach McPherson from Texas Tech. In the fifth, they went for running back Kenneth Gainwell, sweet name, from Memphis. <laughs> In the sixth round, they had three picks. They went for interior defensive Marlin, Tipitola, Tipolotu, yeah, Tipolotu. Uh, from USC, edge rusher Taron Jackson from Coastal Carolina. And safety, Jacoby Stevens from LSU. And in the seventh round, they went for edge rush, Patrick Johnson from Tulane. Um, they gave him, the experts, a B-. minus. Um, so they definitely needed a lineman. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't really know the talent of the players, but I think a B or B-plus might be. I think Devontae Smith, if he stays healthy, like you're saying, he might not. If he does, though... <laughs> That will solve so many issues on that yeah. offense because one of the reasons that the Eagles struggled offensively the last couple of years is because every all their targets were hurt all mm-hmm. the time or they sucked like Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. So if he pans out, that that's going to be a great move looking back on the history books. Yeah, I think so too. All, all right. right. Do you want to go through the Steelers and just do every? I I know a little bit. I know a lot more about their picks. Yeah. So uh, the Steelers they went in the first round. They ended up getting Najee Harris, the running back from Alabama. Huge. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, he was the he was still available on the board. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, Najee Harris. A couple things about him, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one good guy move. He had he was homeless for a little bit when he was growing up, so he had yeah. his draft party for the kids and the people in the homeless shelter he grew up in. Yeah, and immediately when he came to Pittsburgh, I think he already photo tour. Yeah, but he, he also <laughs> like met with like underprivileged privileged kids program. Nice, nice. already. And I also saw a quote from him <clears throat> saying, "I can do everything Le'Veon Bell did, if not more." Nice. I like <laughs> that's I, the I confidence. Like I'm glad we got him. I didn't think it was just going to work out. I just didn't think it was, he was going to fall to us. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he was. In the second round, they went for uh, t- tight end Pat Fierimuff, Fairmuff from yeah. Penn State. So with this pick, uh, you going to say something about this one? Or I, so I here's my thing. I don't. I get it. Vince McDonald retired, and you brought not the best. I. I just wish we went for a lineman in the second, like a true lineman. But I get it, like, the tight end also can block and help there. Mm-hmm. And also we did, like, kind of need a tight end in a way. Yeah. And I guess he's going to be pretty good, but All right. So my things about it, when we first drafted him, I was very upset we didn't get a lineman. Mm-hmm. Then I actually kind of took a step back looked at it and looked at him. He was considered the best tight end in the college football the 
2019 year, yeah. and he either got hurt, he opted out <clears> of <throat> the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. So he, the last season he really played college football, he was considered the best tight end in college football. So the fact we got him in the second round, that was a guy that if Najee Harris wasn't there, the Steelers apparently wanted him in the first round. Um, since we got him in the second round, I think that's a good move, especially <clears> because <throat> the line we did get next round, which we'll talk about, I like a lot. Um, and in the third round, we got center Kendrick Green from Illinois. I really like him. One. I really like him. Yeah. I heard uh, some NFL scouts said if he's not starting by week five for the Steelers, then mm-hmm. something is wrong like in practice. Like he is a talent that you can be able to plug in early in the season and will be like a staple of that offensive line going forward. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the next day after he got drafted, like I guess he got drafted Friday night, he, got, he woke up from a nap on Saturday to a text or to a call from Big Ben. Big Ben yeah. already got his cell phone number and called him immediately and said, Hey, ready to get to work? Let's do this. Yeah. Because that's not cool. That's so cool. He said he, he was napping and he woke up to a call, a call from the 412 <laughs> area code. He had no idea who it was. He answered the phone and it was Big Ben. This basically saying, How are you feeling? Like, congrats on getting drafted. We're going to do great things. So I'm all for Kendrick Green. Then he, uh, then the fourth round, they had two picks. They went for a tackle, Dan Moore Jr. from AM, as well as linebacker Buddy Johnson. Great name from AM as well. Yeah, I like the lineman. I think he will be good depth that like maybe he'll pan out even better yeah and maybe get started but that's more of like we'll wait and see thing and buddy johnson like you said great name great name for a linebacker yeah we need depth in the linebacker position remember last year we had fucking sutton playing mm-hmm. middle linebacker we yeah, need we need linebacker depth and i think that's a good move uh, in the fifth round we got defensive interior isaiah Loudermilk. Fantastic. Name. We traded up to get him too. He's from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So louder milk from the, the, yeah, Wisconsin. I don't. I mean, obviously they see something that they traded up for him. Yeah. Um, I don't really necessarily. I think this might be one of our worst picks, but only because I don't really feel like we needed that. We probably could use depth that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But if we trade up to get him, either they our scouts must see something. Yeah. Then uh, in the sixth round, we went for edge rusher Quincy Roche from Miami, Florida. Um, I guess good move there. Same thing about Loudermilk. Uh, yeah. But the difference is I don't really like this move at all. I think we should go more depth in the cornerback's position instead. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, then round seven, we went for safety Trey Norwood from Oklahoma. He'll probably never play for us because it's a round seven. But good to see guys getting depth. This one I love, though. I love this one. Round seven, punter, Presley Harvin the third. No relation to Percy Harvin. Did you see this guy? From Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah, dude. His thighs are like fucking Christmas hams. He's 270 pounds. <laughs> He's built like a linebacker and is a punter. Yeah. He apparently has a rocket for an arm, too. They had, had Georgia Tech had this sweet fake punt play wow. that was like a dime pass sweet. from him. So, like, it was like 40 yards on the field, too. So. Yeah, dude. I'm pumped for this punter. And Jordan Barry sucked so bad. Like, usually getting punters in the draft is laughable. Mm-hmm. But, like, this guy, I'm all for it. <coughs> and it was round seven when we already had an extra pick in there. Yeah. Like, why not? I, I'm all for him. Um, But, yeah, overall they gave us a C. I think it's better than – I'd say C+. Plus. I, I think the only arg- the only arguments against us having a – Like the later rounds. And the later like rounds, we didn't really need some of the people when we could have used depth in the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. And the tight end, the second round, was, question- was very questionable. But I think he – it could pan well, out. I think he will pan out to the point where it's like, wow, we got him in the second round. That's a steal. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think people were comparing him to, uh, what's his name, Waller, 
Oh, okay. So, from the Raiders. So, like, gotcha. if he can play like that, like, pretty early on, then I think, in hindsight, this draft will have a better grade. And the G is going to kill it. And I really like green. So. Um, I'll just go over general winners and losers they had. I just went through all the grades. Pretty much everybody with, like, a uh, A, I gave winners. And losers with, like, uh, C and below. Okay. So, winners were Chicago, Cleveland, Denver, Detroit, Chargers, New England, <clears throat> the Jets, Titans, and the football team. Losers were the Packers, Houston, New Orleans, and us, Steelers. Yeah. I see, and I think, like I said, we might be a homer thinking, but I really like our first three picks and our punter pick. Mm. Everyone else, we, we will see. I wish we got more depth in the secondary, but yeah. I think our top three rounds alone is enough to, in my head, give us like a win. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that was all we had for the draft. Uh, we'll have to see how it shakes out. My fantasy targets, though, dude, definitely Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Thinking Najee Harris. I'm thinking. I was thinking him too. Actually, like, so we have like three keepers in our league. So, like the first round, I could probably go for Najee Harris and just say fuck it. Yeah, and hopefully he pans out. Because I already have Diggs and fucking uh, Jefferson, mm-hmm. and then I have Eckler. It's not bad. Get Najee Harris in there too. They're gonna pound him with the ball. No, yeah, immediately. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be instant. But I also I like Jamar Chase too in fantasy. I think that'll be a good move. But all right, I like I like uh, Jalen Waddle. Who got drafted by yeah. the uh, Dolphins? I think about thing, him earlier. The only thing I worry about with that is Tua, I, which I think Tua is going to be great, good this year. I but I don't know if he'll have that many passing yards. That's true. You know, but all right, we'll get the fans to talk later in the year. <laughs> all right, let's take it over to NBA. Yeah. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, NBA uh, season's coming to a close here soon. So the next couple weeks are gonna be pretty pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Right now we're watching the Bucks Nets. I it's commercial. I don't remember the score. I think the Bucks are winning by like six. Good. We'll, we'll talk about the Bucks Nets met a couple days ago too, and they that's on here. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, let's get through some headlines real quick before we get into injuries, players of the week, deep three, and then the standings. Um, headlines. First one: Anderson Verjao signed a ten day contract with the Cavs. I saw that. Why? <laughs> it's probably they're out of it. He was a long time Cav. I guarantee it's just like a retirement retirement move. You know, he's probably not going to play. That's a, like that. That's the rest of the season for them. So, <laughs> Jesus. I, I thought that's funny. Whenever, whenever that announced earlier, I was like, all right. Um, the Knicks clinched their first winning season in eight years. Knicks are back. Knicks are back. We'll Knicks get into when we talk about the standings a little bit, but they're in there right now. <laughs> Um, we'll do trivia last. Let's move on to the next one. Like I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about the Bucks Nets. On Sunday, the Bucks beat the Nets 117 to 114. Giannis dropped 49 points, and after the game, he had all he had was praises for KD. Quote: What he does is unbelievable. Being six ten, being able to shoot over everyone, the way he handles the ball and gets to his spot, it's unbelievable. The best thing I've ever seen in my life. I look up to him. I'm not going to lie. Q so, meme of Kevin Durant, my next journey, and it's a buck shirt. <laughs> it's a buck of the honor. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like whenever NBA players are like, I like when all players kind of like give praise to the other guy. Um, obviously, it's going to be kind of heated between the Bucks and Nets, especially if they may both make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's good to see that Giannis is giving praises to KD now. Um, next, Kevin Porter Jr. becomes the youngest player to have 50 points and a 50-point, 10-assist game Thursday against the Bucks. 
Um, he passed LeBron by little over two years. So everyone who <laughs> had this was like 23 and older. He's yeah. 20 and like almost 21. I like KPJ. He does some questionable things off the court, but I like the guy. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. He's a killer player. Um, another record uh, on Saturday is winning against the Cavs. Duncan Robinson becomes the fastest player to reach 500 threes. He did so in 152 games. The next fastest was Luka with 187. Damn. Yeah, that's my that's my shooter. That's my guy. <laughs> that's such a weird like a weird stat. I feel like we'll see down the road. Oh yeah, <laughs> like who? Who? Uh, it's like funny someone else like who's hugely talented. Talented will do it. It'll be like, oh, he just surpassed Duncan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the article started with Duncan Robinson, a player three years ago, four years ago, played for a Division three college basketball team, is now the fastest to get to five hundred threes. That's crazy. Uh, before we get to the trivia question. Uh, last night, this is Tuesday, so Monday night, there was a Marvel's Arena of Heroes game on ESPN and ESPN2. I don't know if ESPN had the graphics, but ESPN2 mm-hmm. essentially had the Disney version of the Nickelodeon playoff football game, where there's it was Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins on the Warriors, and Zion, Ingram, and Lonzo on the Pelicans. And they had, like, a fake draft where these fictional characters basically drafted their champions. <laughs> and they basically played with hero points where it's every point, assist, rebound, steal, and block are all one point. Every turnover and missed shot is minus one point. And whoever <laughs> at the end of the game had the most hero points, that hero won. Um, I think it's Steph. He went off last night. And he <laughs> was represented by Captain Marvel. So Steph was Captain Marvel. When he'd shoot a three, there'd be a, a little trailing of the ball. Yeah, yeah, like a and, trail. Yeah, when he hits the three, when it goes in, a giant Captain Marvel, Marvel symbol will pop up. Um, Draymond was uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Wiggins was Black Panther. Zion was Captain America. And they had Anthony Mackie on the broadcast talking about <laughs> being Captain America. and Because yeah. he, he's from New Orleans, so mm-hmm. he's talking about like the Pelicans and Zion and stuff. He's like, Pelicans suck. Yeah. Uh, Ingram was Black Widow. And Alonzo was Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. They had, the set was like, during the game, they kept talking about Marvel comics and shit. On the set, that Stormbreaker and the Gauntlet and shit. It was funny. It was a funny thing. A lot better than the Nickelodeon game. But all right, let's get into our last time, unless you want to say anything about it. Yeah, I tuned into it a little bit whenever the Pens were just getting crushed by the uh, Flyers uh, last night. and It was, yeah, it was all right. It was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was better like, than Nickelodeon. It game, wasn't targeted for my audience, but, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, last headline is a trivia question. On Monday's loss to the Hawks, Carmelo Anthony took sole possession of the 10th spot on the all-time leading scorers list. How many people ahead of him do you think you can name? Top 10 scorers? And so there's nine people ahead of him on the all-time scoring list. Uh, you pick how many you can name. <laughs> you can't do that to me. Three being the minimum. And for everyone you get right that you call, I'll give you a hint next time. Oh. So instead of me saying you name three anything else past that, this list is easier. So if you just want to get the three. Let's get five. Okay, so if you get three, you pass five, two bonus hints. Okay. So top time. So Mel is 10. Who else is in the top 10 for leading scores? Jordan. Jordan, correct. He's fifth on the list. 32, Kobe. 2, 92. Kobe, correct. He's LeBron. fourth on the list. LeBron, correct. Three on the list. Kareem. Correct. Number one on the list. Magic. Wrong. Strike one. You, you got one bonus hint right now. 
Um, Tim Duncan. I'm wrong. Strike two. Really? I'll give you a hint. Uh, the remaining four, or one, two, three, four, five, are all big guys. Shaq. Shaq, correct. He's number eight on the list. So you get you once. Correct. Um, they're all big guys. There's two more. No, they're three more. Three they're more. all big guys, though. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Do you, uh, Garnett? No, strike three. All right, but you got you got your goal. Yeah, I got so my you goal. get two. Um, number so it goes number one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two, Carl Malone. Oh fuck. Number three, LeBron. Four, Kobe. Five, Michael. Number six, Dirk Nowinski. Oh, I should know. Seven, Wilt. Eight, Shaq. Nine, Moses Malone. Both Malones. And then ten, Carl Carmelo. But didn't you have Moses Malone in your top five all-time starting five? Yeah. And that's, that's one of the only two right, you didn't dude. get. Right, <laughs> that's dude. one of the only two you didn't All get. Right, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. So, good for uh, Carmelo. He'll definitely be a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. Good for him. No ring doesn't mean anything. He's still one of the best to play. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into some injuries from this past week. LeBron came back after spraining his ankle. Then he proceeded to miss a game against uh, – leaving the game against the Raptors. I think he missed a game against the Nuggets. And now he's missing in a very important back-to-back games against the Clippers and the Blazers due to resting this ankle. So basically he came back, May came back a little too early, tweaked it, totally playable, but at the same time I think they're just holding off on him because they don't want to hurt it further. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, which we'll get into standings. Well, I don't know if that's a great move because considering how they're playing, but when we get into standings, I'll bring this back up. Uh, Miles Bridges is out due to health and safety protocols for the Hornets. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is going to miss the next 10 to 14 days due to health protocols. Yeah, that one's rough. And Kelly Oubre Jr. is suffering from a torn wrist ligament and a palm fracture. He is being reevaluated. He may not miss time. The re- the Getting evaluated is basically going to tell him if he can play through it or not. If he can play through it, he's planned to play through it. Um, I must mean it's on his offhand if mm-hmm. that's like not that big of an issue. But if the doctor's like, you're going to do more damage if you play through it, then he'll probably just be out for the season. Gotcha. Um, players of the week from the East got Jason Tatum, 42.7 points, six rebounds, six assists, and the Celtics went two for two. And the West, two and two, not two for two. Mm-hmm. And from the West, Evan Booker had 29.3 points, four rebounds, and three and a half assists, and the Suns went four and out. Nice. All right, we're going to do... Suns are, are killing it, man. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh we're going to go through deep three, then I'm going to go through the standings because the season's almost over, so we can go through some scenarios there. Um, do you want Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, or Jimmy Butler? Uh, let's go LeBron. All right, so the Lakers are currently sitting in the fifth spot in the West, uh, but when they were the seventh seed a couple games ago, and uh, there was a possibility of playing in the playing tournament, and LeBron was asked about his thoughts about it, and he said, quote, whoever came up with this shit needs to be fired. <laughs> Um, I think we discussed uh, the playing games a little bit already, but I just want to hear your thoughts once again on the whole playing tournament setup. I'm pretty sure LeBron was for the playing tournament last season, but now he's not, but also last season because of COVID. Um, so your thoughts on the playing tournament, I have my own thoughts. We talked about before, I kind of have a change of heart, so we'll talk about that. So here's my thoughts. I liked it. So we were talking about it earlier in the pod, like a couple weeks ago, but I liked it when it was like the eight and nine seed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, fine. You know, that's cool. Because, yeah. like, sometimes you'll have situations where, like, 9 seed could be better than 8. Yeah. And you might want to have that play in tournament to determine who gets 
into the playoffs. The 7 and 10 edition is stupid. Yeah. Now, with that being said, <laughs> I think it's dumb, though, because um, it's just like, why don't you just have, like, another playoffs? Like, it's like, it's like Constellation playoffs. Essentially, Or something yeah. like that. Um, it's, it's just so dumb and it's, it's just to get like fan interest and shit like that. But I think it's just redundant and pointless to the situation at hand. I agree. But as terms of LeBron though, you can't be saying last year, man, this is sweet. I love this playing tournament. Don't know who's going to make it. This is awesome. And then when you're like potentially facing being in the tournament and being like, man, this shit sucks. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't do that. You and I wonder yourself on that. And I wonder if he wasn't in the position where he might get the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. That if he would have a different heart, change it like a different tone about it. Um, what you said exactly is what I was going to say. Yeah, I think I will not. That I agree. I think the ten should be in it. I th- I don't think the seventh should be in it though. I think if they do this, it should be eight, nine, and ten. Nine and ten play, and the winner of that plays the eight seed for the eight spot. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I'm just... The 7 should not be involved. Yeah, the 7 shouldn't be involved. The seven, I think the 7th spot, you should be able to get it. And what they did last year was, if the 9 seed was within 2 games of the 8, that's when they did it. Yeah. Which I like that, too. I do, too. Um, if you do uh, 8, 9, 10, maybe you can do a double loss elimination for the 8 seed. I'm not sure. I like it from a fan standpoint. Which I think I mentioned last time we talked about this too, because it's more basketball, more high intense, basically bonus playoff games. Which, as a fan, that's great. Mm-hmm. But as a player, and as honestly a fan of a team with the Heat who might end up in the seventh spot, I think the seventh team should not get that treatment. Yeah, I think so too. I think seventh- it's just it's ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, they worked hard to get to the seventh seed. Just give them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, there's no reason to be like, oh, well, now you stink. So, like, what if you? I mean, I don't know. What if you have, like, an injury that's short-term that you're fucked for the playing tournament, but you would be fine for playoffs? Yeah, exactly. That would yeah. be awful. And, uh, and I, that might happen, which that would be awful. All right. Russ or Jimmy? Uh, we'll save your boy for last. Go, Russ. All right. So on Monday's 154-141 to 141 victory versus the Pacers, Russ finished the game with 14 points, 24 assists, and 21 rebounds. This stat line was one of his career high was his career high for rebounds and tied his career high for assists. He's only the third person ever to have twenty plus assists and twenty plus rebounds in a game. Mm-hmm. Other two to do it was Wilt Chamberlain and Russell Westbrook himself. Um, he officially clinched a triple double average for this season. Is now only four triple doubles shy of breaking Oscar Robinson's career total. After the game, the Wizards head coach Scott Brooks called Russell. The second best point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. Do you buy or sell that? Or not buy or sell. Do you agree or disagree? That he's going to be the second best point guard to ever play except for Magic. I, I sell. Okay. I sell because it's stipulating on point guard. Because he's not like a true point guard. Yeah, but if you look at it, like he's doing like what Magic was doing. Yeah. Magic, Magic as a rookie, started a finals game guarding Daryl Dawkins at center because Kareem couldn't play. That's crazy. I mean, maybe if it's like 20 years from now we're like Steph, Magic, then Russ. I can maybe see that. Mm. But it's just like he doesn't have championships. and 
It's tough like that. Yeah, so that's my point. And I don't think he ever will get championships unless he like sells out and joins KD. Yeah. That you debate once again you kinda of said the same thing I was going to say. I think Ross is gonna go down as statistically one of the best players of all time. Yeah. And I think he will have a spot in the top point guard discussion. But I don't unless he gets a ring or two, I don't see him passing Steph. And I don't see him getting a ring. <laughs> I don't either. And I, I think Steph changed the game completely. He made the game more three point centric. He is still killing it with basically no one on the team. Mm-hmm. He has his rings. I think Steph was going to go down on the in the all-time list ahead of Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. but I think Russell Westbrook would definitely have his place and maybe even top, top five. We'll see. Yeah, I can see top five. I can see top five. I just can't. I can't put him above Magic because he doesn't have championships. If he gets them, he need not well, he, well, he's he not two. Scott Brooks is not saying he's better than Magic. He's saying he's a second behind Magic. He's saying he's better uh, okay, than all okay. the other point guards. I thought you were saying by the end of his career he could be better. No, he's saying by the end of his career he will be the second best point guard only behind Magic. I'd say behind Magic and Steph. Yeah. But and then I could, give him, I could give him that. Yeah. If he continues playing this athleticism for a couple more years, if he doesn't get a ring, he needs to keep these triple-doubles coming. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. have the triple-double record almost unbroken and maybe set a record for how many seasons with a average triple-double. I think this is his yeah. fourth time he's going to average a triple-double, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and with Ross, the reason he doesn't have a ring is solely because like he is not that great of a teammate. I feel like I feel like he's his the reason he gets triple doubles because he's always on bad teams where there's no other option. Yeah. yeah. All right, the last one. This one's more of a lighthearted, funny one, and not really a debate. Uh, Jimmy Butler versus a reporter. <laughs> so here's uh, after for whatever game it was, he's having a post game interview. And a reporter asked him, quote, are you aware how tough the schedule with uh, is coming up with two against the Celtics, one against the Sixers, and one against the Bucks, and then another one against the Mavericks? So, like I mentioned before we get into the standings, there is only a few games left in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and as this reporter is alluding to, the Heat are have a really tough schedule down the stretch. They play the Mavericks, Timberwolves, which is easy, Celtics twice, Sixers, Bucks, and Pistons. So the ref, the reporter is basically saying, are you aware how tough the schedule is? Jimmy Butler replied with, that's tough for you. The reporter said, I don't know. I mean, it's challenging. And Jimmy Butler said, maybe if your sorry ass was on our team, it'd be tough. But I don't think we'll, I think we'll be just fine. And then the reporter said, my sorry ass thanks you. I mean. Um, so going into it, obviously he was just joking around and being confident, Jimmy, like his personality yeah. he does. But how many games down that stretch do you think the Heat can actually legitimately win? The Heat are currently in the sixth spot, and the Celtics are currently in a game back from taking that sixth spot and moving the Heat into the seventh spot. Okay, um, read them to me again, the games. Uh, so they're playing the Mavericks right now. They're losing by 12 Okay. at halftime without Jimmy Butler. That's a loss. Then they play the Timberwolves. Could be a win. Celtics twice. I'll split. Sixers, loss. That's a loss. Bucks, loss. Pistons, win. So the thing about the Sixers and the Bucks is, those are the last. Those in the, those are in the last three games of the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have it locked up and they will be not playing hard and what's it called, like resting. True, true. I mean, I guess it is contingent on that, but I'm assuming they're all full strength for the sake of this argument. Yeah. Um. So I'll say three games they get out of. That. Yeah, um, then that would, I don't know, let's look at the Sixers, Celtics schedule. 
Celtics play Magic. Yeah, Magic, Bulls, Heat, Heat, Cavs, Timberwolves, uh, Knicks. Yeah, Celtics are going to win that. I was just, yeah, it all comes down to our back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if the Heat can win both and upset one of those teams because they're resting people or something like that, then yeah, I can see the Heat winning. But I'm going to go – I'm putting my money on the Celtics in that situation. Yeah, um, I – obviously as a Heat fan, resident Heat fan, I want to say the Heat. Mm-hmm. But that is a very tough schedule That's down the stretch. <laughs> um well, who else is up here? The Hawks are how many games ahead of us? See, that's another thing, though. The Hawks are only half game ahead of us. They have the Suns, Pacers, Wizards, Wizards, Magic, Rockets. Okay. So, I mean, the Sun. I mean, the Hawks can lose a lot of those games. We can just still stay in the sixth spot because the Hawks drop, but. It's gonna be harder than Jimmy's like basically playing, shrugging it off, and playing it out to be. Mm-hmm. I still think it's very funny though that, that he called this uh, the reporter sorry ass, and the reporter said my my sorry ass thanks you after Jimmy <laughs> Butler answered. That was very funny. All right, since we already kind of talked about the standings, we're gonna get into the standings and wrap things up here in the NBA. Um, so with like I said, the games are coming to an end. We're getting close, uh, basically around seven games, eight games each remaining. Let's take a look at the current standings. We have a couple clinches already. So from the East, the Sixers and the Nets both clinched. The Sixers are currently one game ahead of the Nets for the first seed. So if they ended today, it'd be Sixers 1, Nets 2, Bucks 3, Knicks 4, Hawks 5, Heat 6, Celtics 7, Hornets 8. Then the two playing games are Wizards and Pacers with 9 and 10. So if that was being said, it would be, we'll assume, the Heat go down and the Celtics go up. Um, it will be the Heat playing the Hornets in the first playing game. Okay. I take the Heat. I would as well. So the Heat gets a seven. And then Hornets. Lamelo just balls out. <laughs> yeah, which he has been, which I didn't mention before, but mm-hmm. he'd been back and he's been kind of killing it. And he had two really sick passes like yeah. the last week. Um, and then Pacers, Wizards. I take the Wizards because the Wizards are killing it. Yeah, they're just playing out of their mind right now. And then be Hornets Wizards. I might take Wizards again. I would take Wizards as well. So then that would be Sixers versus Wizards, Nets versus Heat, Bucks versus Celtics, Knicks versus Hawks. See, and that's like the whole thing about the playing tournament. After all that, like if it goes the way we're thinking, then it would be the nine seed beating out the eight seed. And then it's like, what's the point of even bringing along the ten and seven seed? Yeah, well, it'd be a ten seed. The Wizards. Oh, were 10. I thought the Wizards were nine. Oh, they're ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that'd be pretty interesting. Now let's move over to the West. Mm-hmm. Currently at the top of the West, the Jazz have the number one seed, but they're only a half game ahead of the Suns. Yeah, because they lost to the Suns. Yeah, so uh, the Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, and Clippers, Clippers all clinched the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jazz are a half game ahead of the Suns, and then it drops off to three and a half games ahead of the Nuggets. Uh, all right. Then you got the six, fifth seed, the Lakers, sixth seed, Mavericks. Then the playing tournament range, you got the seven seed Blazers, eight seed Warriors, nine seed Grizzlies, ten seed Spurs. So playing tournament would be Blazers versus Warriors. I take Blazers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Grizzlies versus Spurs. Um, That's a toss up. It is. It is. I'll go. I'll go Grizzlies. All right. And then it will be 
the Grizzlies versus the Warriors? Um, probably Warriors. Yeah, so that would basically mean the standings are still the playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jazz would play the Warriors. The Suns would play the Trailblazers. The Nuggets would play the Mavericks. And then the Clippers versus Lakers. Wow, round one. That's sick. That sucks for the Lakers, dude. But the Clippers are also the same. Basically, Nuggets have the tiebreaker, and the Clippers have the same record. So it could be Nuggets-Lakers still. Yeah, I th- it's going to be tough for the Lakers if they have to play the Clippers in the first round. Yeah, that'd be really a tough draw there. Um, but the season, like I said, is coming to an end. It's going to be an exciting couple weeks here. Um, before the playoffs, we'll have a full breakdown where we do our pickums and shit, like mm-hmm. we did last year. Yeah. But all right, let's move it over to pop culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? All right, and on to pop culture. We're going to lead off with movies. So. Marvel dropped a trailer, kind of like a, hey, look at us, man, we're doing so good, kind of trailer. Um, kind of like the same tone whenever the Marvel Studios thing changed, and they showed like all the Avengers movies yeah. leading up to the title card read. Um, but it was, like, it was some decent footage of some new stuff, especially uh, Eternals. We got yeah. a lot of looks at that. Uh, it looks interesting. Like, I really don't know what to expect from this movie. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm a nerd, so I watch a breakdown and yeah. bigger nerds basically took what like four seconds worth of footage. Mm-hmm. It broke down what they think it's gonna be, and from what they said, it seems pretty cool. Obviously, the whole Eternals thing is they've been around forever, mm-hmm. but they forget their Eternals mm-hmm. and they remember mm-hmm. blah blah. Yeah. blah. Um, but there's a couple of shots. It looks like it's gonna be a flashback. A couple of thoughts shots where it's like current when they just remembered. So are they gonna be like on the Avengers? Or are they know. just like their own thing? I, I don't see, I don't see how they can can be on the Avengers. Honestly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, one quick thing too that that person broke down said uh, I didn't think about. I might have heard it before, but I can't remember. I heard it before. It's pretty cool how uh, what's his name <clears throat> Richard Madden or was yeah. his name uh, who yeah. plays Rob Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. And last thing he said to Kit Harrington in the show before he died was, "Next time I see you, you'll be wearing all black." And now he's me the Black yeah, Knight. Knight yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it wasn't planned, but. That is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I did hear that somewhere when they first casted them. Yeah. Um, but with that trailer, too, they also name-dropped a lot of their future projects coming up. Uh, some notable ones are Captain Marvel 2 is going to be called The Marvels. Mm-hmm. So assume, I'm assuming it's going to be featuring both uh, Monica Rambeau and... Kamala... What's her Miss Marvel? What's her name? Kamala Khan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about that one. Oh, really? Who else did you think then? I thought... I was thinking just Captain Marvel and then Monica Rambeau. Oh, I, I heard they might just do Miss Marvel at some point. Maybe. And that just is not as a main character, but like a drop. Maybe. I, I just think the... I just thought the Kamala Khan show was coming out after yeah. Captain Marvel 2 is slated. It could be like uh, introducing mm-hmm. Kamala Khan in the Marvels and then... But, um... That, someone else, another theory too was um, maybe... They'll have Marvel's kid in the comics, who is Hulkling, who is a part of the Young Avengers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this Young Avengers thing keep, keeps building steam, but I don't know if it's going to pay off. Mm. Um, and then they also dropped uh, Black Panther 2. is going to be titled Wakanda Forever. That's um, sweet. Yeah, yeah, they're going to pay a lot of homage to uh, Chadwick Boseman, obviously. I'm um, still, that's the biggest question mark for me still. Yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do. This is zero either. footage, so like, where are they going to so have, oh yeah, he died, 
Yeah, I mean, they're not going to... I mean, I would imagine they're going to do something with de-aging or, or like, CGI replacement, like Paul mm-hmm. Walker mm-hmm. in Fast 7. They'll do something like that so they can have him in there a little bit, and then they can essentially write him off at the midpoint of the movie, maybe, or towards the end, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to do a whole other, like, almost a whole movie. I think it's going to be early. I think it might be in the first act. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It's just, ugh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird. And I think they can do it right. It's just going to be really difficult. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're going to... I'm under the impression they're just going to give it to Sherry. Sherry, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah, 100%. But at the same time, it's still a question mark how they're going to do it. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, And then... What else do I have? Then the other other thing I had was apparently... I don't know if if this is going to be a movie or not, but it was under movies. So apparently they're doing... A Simpsons Star Wars crossover coming to Disney Plus. So like what they did a Family Guy. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah. They always had the thing Simpsons. Simpsons did it. Now it's like, well, Family Guy did this. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, the Family Guy like Star Wars parodies are so funny. <laughs> All of them are hilarious. I die every time. I've never seen any of them. Oh, dude, <laughs> you gotta watch that. <laughs> like the first one especially is like super funny. I think it's only like an hour long. And then I think the second one was an hour, or the second one was a half an hour, and the last one was... It was like two and a half hours long. Okay. Is it, all, is it all going along with each other? Yeah, yeah, Like, the first one's the first movie, the uh, second one's the second movie, and the third one's the, the Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Though. Yeah, and they, like, follow, like, on script. Like, every character is somebody. Yeah. Like, Peter's Han Solo, Lois is Princess Leia, Chris is Luke Skywalker, Brian's Chewie... Stewie's Darth Vader, and then, like, they just have other, you know, and then Meg's always, like, the weird monster <laughs> in each movie, like, the trash compactor monster yeah. in New Hope, and then the uh, giant worm thing yeah. in Empire. <laughs> and then the Rancor. Yeah, and then the Rancor in Episode 6. That's fine. <laughs> but I'd highly recommend those. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. I think they're going to be based off the 7, 8, and 9 uh, movies, yeah. the Simpson one. Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, that was all I have for movies. Anything you want to toss in on that? No. All right, let's take it over to TV. Uh, first up, so today's May the 4th, so that means Star Wars Bad Batch released today. When you listen to this, it's going to be released yesterday. Two um, days ago. Yeah. It's still dropping on Thursday. Early as fuck, that's right. Yeah, we're on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Well, we didn't get a chance to watch it before we started recording, so we will have a breakdown of episode one next week. Um, but yeah, everything I've seen from this looks good. IGN gave it an 8-2. So, that would be kind of cool. Um, what else? So, you know how you had your theory in WandaVision about the commercials? Yeah. So, apparently Kevin Feige came out and said that it was originally planned that Doctor Strange created the WandaVision commercials as an attempt to reach out to Wanda. That would be sweet. In the hacks. But, and they were originally going to have Doctor Strange come in and, like, sort of, like, save the day in a way. Yeah. But they rewrote that because they didn't want a white man to come in and save Wanda. You know. Classic. Which I get. I get. And, but it's like, goddamn, we were like teased so long for Doctor Strange being involved with that. That'd be so <laughs> Just to not have it, it sucked. But, um, yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that. So I don't know, like, what, he didn't really say what they were intended for now. Yeah. Like, currently, but. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it went sweet. Um, and then with that trailer for the uh, Marvel Look at Us 
look what we're doing. We're so cool. Trailer. Uh, they dropped some new Loki footage. I missed that. They also dropped some new Loki footage during that NBA game I was talking about. Yeah, earlier. yeah it, was, it was just TVA stuff. It, right? it was like a little bit of new shots. There was a couple. There's another longer scene on at Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a DB Cooper shit again, and then the more new stuff is with TVA, like showing like the whole office essentially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then what else do we got here? Oh, and then apparently uh, Marvel, like the studio, won't tell the Falcon Winter Soldier showrunner what happened to Steve Rogers, like post really? Endgame. Like, yeah, he wouldn't tell. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if that's why like, he threw in the jokes in the writing, like, oh, he's on the moon, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's something in the Falcon Soldier I saw recently with that guy, yeah, I forget what, that he was on a podcast, I think, and they're talking about the scrapped, basically asked about the scrapped COVID thing, mm-hmm. and he basically said, he wasn't saying 100% that that's what happened, uh-huh. it was supposed to be COVID, but he did say there was a bunch of, he started getting to, there was a bunch of storylines that revolved around they stopped and said, well, they they didn't rule it out for future. Mm-hmm. What was supposed to be in there. Oh. So there's a lot. He basically confirmed there was a missing <clears throat> story plot they had to rewrite. And he wouldn't reveal what it was because Kevin Feige might do. The same thing later. Or they might be a book. Uh, like a novelization of what could have happened. What should have happened. All right. Yeah. I guess. Um. What else here? And then, last thing I have was Finn Wittrock is going to be playing Guy Gardner in the Green Lantern HBO Max show. Yeah. He was in uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, he was that dandy guy mm-hmm. for the freak show. I knew that. Yeah. That's the only thing. I looked him up. That's the only thing I recognize him from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good actor. I think that could be a cool casting. Yeah. I- I'm for it. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it would be a cool idea. But uh, anything for TV you want to toss in? Uh, yeah, we talked about a little bit about last week, but Elon Musk is doing Saturday Night Live this week. Wow. He, a couple of updates on that. The cast, the cast wasn't psyched, which we talked about last week, but I think he came out and said, yeah, they're, they're all, everyone's on board. Um, he bounced around what they might be doing. He said he might do jokes about Tesla stock mm-hmm. and basically the whole like, truck thing. He said that they're gonna, he's going to let the cast, who was basically against him, like, roast him sometimes. All right. And he, and funny, uh, Dogecoin is skyrocketing in the last couple of days leading up to it. And he's apparently <laughs> going to be something in the monologue talking about Dogecoin. So if you want to get into Dogecoin, now's the time to before Saturday <laughs> because it should wow. be skyrocketing. I think about doing it. I think about jumping in. That's not a bad play, dude. Like That's jump in now and then when it skyrockets and uh, Elon's in there, just cash out. But, uh, all right, let's take it over to music. Um, so the big thing, DJ Khaled dropped another one. Another one. Another album. Major key. It's called Khaled Khaled. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I can't stand him anymore, dude. But he just drops heaters. Um, the feature, there's so many features as expected. Uh, Lil Wayne, Jeremiah, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Cardi B, Her, Migos, Post Malone, Baby, Megan Thee Stallion, Twice. And then uh, Biebs. 21 Savage, Bryson Tiller, Roddy Rich, Drake in that pop star song, Nas, Jay-Z, James Falternoy, Falternoy, Justin Timberlake, uh, Meek Mill, and then Buju Banton, Capleton, and Bounty Killer. So I'll run through a couple here. Um, first one, the big one, I did it.
Who's this? Coach Malone, Megan Thee Stallion, and Lil Baby. And Dub Baby. Dub Baby. Um, and then, what else? Every Chance I Get with Little Baby and Little Dirk. If you like any of these, you can just toss them into Jam of the Week. <laughs> okay. I really like the first one so far. I like the way this opens. I like this. That's probably one of my favorites from that. I, I like that. Uh, then Let It Go, 21 Savage and Beaver. Body in Motion, Bryson Tiller, Roddy Rich, and Lil Baby, I believe. Yeah, and Lil Baby. Oh, I forgot to mention these features, too. <clears throat> Big Sean, Rick Ross, and Boogie with a Hoodie, This Is My Year. I love Big Sean. Mm -hmm. Sean Rick Ross. Rick Ross, dude. Every time. Okay. Then Just Be with Justin Timberlake. <clears throat> this is like that slower one, you know? Mm hmm. This is a good slow jam, it sounds like. Mm hmm. Good vocals overall. Yeah. <clears throat> overall, though, I mean, it's a DJ Khaled album. There's gonna be bops. No, oh, yeah. I saved a few as we went along. Yeah, I mean, there it, there's gonna be some ones that you hear on the radio all the time. I'm assuming it'll be "I Did It." Uh, I do like "We Going Crazy" a lot. Um, that might be my favorite. But uh, what else we got here? Um, this one's "Body and Mind" by Girl in Red. And then um, Without You 
uh, remix, The Kid Leroy, featuring Miley Cyrus. So, I mean, it's the same song. Yeah. But Miley Cyrus does some of the vocals. Okay, I like that. Then, uh, Love Race, Machine Gun Kelly, and Kellen Quinn. I like that as a punk, a punk song. Then uh, on me the remix, uh, Little Baby featuring Megan The Stallion. <laughs> this this one you probably hear at the club a lot. I'm saying because Megan's got her verse, you know. Absolutely. This kind of Megan song I'm cool with. But you'll get the. <laughs> I love that. Do you think we should go to like, get doctor's appointments? It's like, alright, like for the tongue compressor? Ah. Ah. That's where she discovered it. Alright, so over your mouth say ah. She went ah. And I said, like, oh, I can use that. I definitely can use that. And then uh, I got Ramen and OJ by Joyner Lucas and Little Baby. I like Joyner Lucas. Yeah, he's great. I'm not a big Little Baby guy, though. I'm not either. I like Lil Durk and the baby better, but he did kill it in that new Drake song. Though. Then um, this one's called "Daddy" by Tiny Meat Gang and Quinn XCII. I think these guys are like kind of like the Lonely Island. It's just a bunch of like, it's like Cody Ko and all that. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Ahoy. <laughs> if you uh they're actually pretty funny. And there's one song I like by them. It's called Short King's Anthem. It's essentially a song just pumping up people that are under like five eleven, five ten. <laughs> oh, I'm about to look that one up. <laughs> it's hilarious actually. And then uh next up I got uh, My Baby by Little Skies and Zavia Ward. Ward. That. Then uh, Hero by Afrojack and David Guetta. EDM song of the week. This is so EDM and trip your alley. This is a rave music song, dude. Yeah, that's great. Love that. Um, but yeah, uh, so what do you fuck with? So, I mean, there was a lot thrown at me there. I know, I know. So I'm going to say, all right, these are my these are my top threes. 
Uh, we Going Crazy, DJ Khaled, Her, and Migos. Um, I'm going to toss in My Baby, Little Skies, and Zavia Ward, and then probably Love Race, Machine Gun Kelly, and Kellen Quinn. All right. Well, I think my favorite DJ Khaled one you played is I Did It. Yeah, that's, that's like the headliner. For sure. But um, I really like Love Race. I'll give it the Love Race. Okay, cool. Uh, I right. mean, that's just my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into Music Jams of the Week, this is an older one. Yeah. By March. I don't think we talked about it. I didn't know about it until yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know that song Oops by Young Gravy that came out? Oops, yeah. baby. Yeah. I never heard the, You ever hear the Lil Wayne remix? No. It's so good. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one was like Trace with the Ass? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow, Dude, it's so good! It came out March, but we uh, really—it I didn't hear it till yesterday. It's—I it, it's, mean, I love I love that Young Gravy song, but mm-hmm. even like he goes Wheezy and Gravy like multiple times in there, and it's great. So I just wanted to get that. A quick that must have been like the bottom of the list for New Music Friday because I fucking would have seen Young Gravy and been like, I'm listening to this, and then with especially with Little Wayne, yeah, especially with like Little it, Wayne on there. I love the original Oops, but that's one so much better. So go check that <laughs> out if you haven't. If you're like me, and just heard that. Good shit. Um, so before we get uh, end, a quick shout out. Um, not a quick shout out. I'm not talking about. Go go buy a koozie, seven dollars a piece. DM us if you're interested. Um, we are now on Spotify, working on getting on Apple Music. So if you have those two podcast platforms, go like us on that. It's talking Jer- dirty. With Minus G at an apostrophe presented by Dirty J Sports. Um, we will still post on SoundCloud until, until September. That's when our subscription runs out. Then we'll strictly be Spotify and Apple Music. So um, if you're still listening to us on SoundCloud, keep doing that. But just a fair warning, September, we're going to switch back over to strictly be Spotify and Apple. Um, and then uh, two chains line of the week. Dipping, dipping it like fondue, spinach dip, cheese stick, appetizers, entrees. It's you in that lingerie. Good God. I love it. <laughs> All right, see you guys. All right, peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care. As she swept back her hair, I guess this isn't our revival. The ocean view gets me every time. I know I'm out of line, but I know that it gets better. Show me a sign as we're dancing here in the perfect silent weather. Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat. Only then will you know what I mean. Baby, you're messing up my phrasing. It's questions that you're raising. Just know you really drive me fucking crazy. Oh baby, I think I know why
sunset in the sky Do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you messed up my friend